Gospel Message Today's Gospel Message is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 13, and verse 22 reads, And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony, and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. This verse came as part of, I guess, a word that the Apostle Paul was given to some I guess I believe they were Jews because it happened in a synagogue uh, in Antioch, in the Antioch region, when he had started his ministry with um, Barnabas and ultimately with Silas. So during the course of his travels, they were they were spreading the gospel. They were ministering uh, to the Jews first, and then ultimately they went to the Gentiles because Paul and Barnabas were appointed to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. So while they were doing one of their sermons, for lack of a better term, um, that was when he made this statement, which ultimately led to him talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as having come from the, the, the throne of David to become king and savior over Israel. But... It's that statement I wanted to concentrate on, and I just found it, it struck me when I when I heard it again the other day, when I was reading that passage, when he said, when he was talking about David. I mean, we all know the story of David. We know how David started. We know David's very famous transgression, and, you know, ultimately how David lived the rest of his life, and you know, a lot of people like to stop at that transgression and just stay there as if David never, you know, had any other significant contrib- contributions in his life. But we just have to remember, you know, even with that transgression being a reality, God said that David was a man after his own heart. This is what he said in 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 the book of First Samuel is written there when he said that in First Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. You can read that on your own. But the interesting thing about this verse is what God knows. What God knows about us that we don't even know about ourselves. What God knows about us that we don't know about our fellow man. And the, the, the one mistake that we make and continue to make and continue to make is that, you know, we judge people according to what we can see. We judge other people, Christians and non-Christians alike. We judge other people. We can make, we draw conclusions about other people. We make, you know, we cast aspersions, we label, we name, we classify, we solidify, we make the end of a person an an incident that could have been either in their beginning or their middle. But the reality is that that's not the way God sees us. God sees things that we don't see. And this description of David is really, really key because he said 
again, in that verse 22, he said, you know, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, he is God. We're talking about God giving testimony about a person, God giving testimony about David. And we know God is not a man that he would lie. He speaks the truth. Not only does he speak the truth, he speaks the truth in a way that we can't even understand the nature and source of that truth. Because again, he is God. By his words, by his mouth, things came into existence. This is who he is. He is the I am, the almighty El Shaddai, Elohim, Elion, the, 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 the most high God. This is who we're talking about. He gave testimony. He gave testimony and said, David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And here's the key, which shall fulfill all my will. God gave the testimony about David that David would fulfill all his will. God knew of David, something that David probably had no clue about, and certainly not anything that any other human being knew about David. But God knew. He knew his end from his beginning. He knew what he would be inclined to do. He knew whose side he would ultimately choose, and he knew that he would walk on that narrow path. God knew that, and that was why he gave that testimony. Now, did everything in David's life pan out that way? Absolutely, yes. In spite of his mistakes, in spite of his errors. Remember, it's not how well you start, it's how well you finish. According to God's testimony, David finished well. Because God said, he will do all my will. It might not look like that right now, but mark my words. As one who knows who is saying it, he will do all my will. And though David did not know that God had given this testimony about him, something in David was drawn to the things of God. Something in David was drawn to the way of God. We know no man can come to the Father unless he is drawn, unless he is called, unless he is chosen. But I don't know that David was focusing on, on, on meeting God's expectations because the reality is that he didn't know God's expectations. But what he knew was that based on the relationship that he had with God, when it grieved God, it grieved him. And that grief in him enabled him to make changes when the, the, the big transgression we heard about David, after that, there was nothing. We didn't hear about that nature or that caliber of transgression again. I'm not saying David did not fall, but I'm saying that when David was picked up from his fall, he never went back. It doesn't look like he ever went back. It doesn't appear that he ever went back. So it's not because we're not going to fall, brethren. It's not because we're not going to make mistakes. But the thing is that, where is our heart? Do we just treat our mistakes as in, oh, well, I'm human. I made a mistake. Or do we look at God's heart when we do the things that we do? And based on God's grief, we say things like, Lord, I don't want to do that to you again. I don't want to grieve you like that again. I don't want to cause you that kind of pain again. Because it is not something that everyone does. 
but I'm pretty certain that David felt that way. You read uh, Psalm 119, and you will just understand what I'm talking about, about how his heart just desired to do the law of the Lord, to do his precepts, to do his judgment. He's like, I, I, I just want to. Your Lord, I delight in your law. I delight in your precepts. Help me. Help me walk in your way. Help me walk according to your will. Help me obey your precepts. Help me obey your command. It was important to him. Not to live a good life, but to live according to God's will, to do God's will. It was important to him. And I just wanted to mention that. I just wanted to share that scripture because is doing God's will important to us like that? Can God give that kind of testimony about us? She will do my will. He will do my will. Because the way we're living our lives is kind of an indication of whether that is true or not. The way we respond to our sin, the way we respond to our transgression, the way we respond to our very imperfection. Yes, it is real for man to be imperfect. But it is also real, according to the Spirit of God, that man will not take pride in their imperfections. The only reason we should even take pride is that with every fall, if we are connected to Christ, then it brings us closer to him. Because every fall should bring us closer to Christ, thereby bringing us closer to God. When Jesus saved the woman who was caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8, after he saved her from her, from her accusers, after he, he rescued her from the people who wanted to stone her, he asked her, he said, where are, where are your accusers? Where are your condemners? And she says, I don't know. I don't see them. And then he says, okay, there's no one here to condemn you. Neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. When he delivered Mary Magdalene from her, from her seven demons, she fell so hard in love with him that even if she had to follow him at a distance because his 12 disciples followed him up close, she followed him. Whatever spot was open for her to follow him, she took that spot and followed him to the point that even after he was crucified, it was her who was outside his tomb. It wasn't his disciples. His 12 were somewhere in a house somewhere. They were praying. They were mourning. But she was outside the tomb. She never left her love for him after he saved her, after he delivered her, after he picked her up from the ground that she was on, caused her to cleave to him, to do his will to the point that it was she who he revealed himself to first after his resurrection. It wasn't the disciples. It was Mary Magdalene, the one from whom Seven demons were cast out. Her name was not determined according to the seven demons that had once lived in her that caused her to probably live a horrible life. Her name was given according to she will do my will. David, the Lord gave testimony that he will do my will. In Daniel, when the angel Gabriel came to Daniel 
to to after having been held up by 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 Satan for 21 days he said to Daniel he said ever since you set your heart to obey and to chasten yourself before the Lord ever since you set your heart set your heart to obey and to chasten yourself before the Lord your words were heard and I have come for your words again goes back to he will do my will God himself gave testimony that he I know that he will do my will does God know that about us do we know that about us it is the Lord's will that all those who are called and all those who have been given an opportunity, this is us, to hear him, to hear of him, and to receive him, and to walk in him, to receive his spirit and walk after his spirit. It is his reasonable expectation that we will do his will. So it is my prayer that I, that you, that we will receive his spirit and set our hearts to obey and to chasten ourselves before the Lord, to set our hearts to just receive him totally and completely unto not my will, Lord, but yours, to set our hearts to everything that I once thought was valuable, everything that I, I once considered to be gain, I count as loss. I count as dung, as loss, for the excellency of what? The knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because if that to us is the excellency, if that to us is the crux, then yes, we are setting our hearts to obey and to do his will. And he who has called us here by his goodness and his grace, I pray that he also strengthen us here and keep us here so that he too will give that testimony on our behalf that yes, he, she is one after my own heart because he or she will do my will. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.